Somebody worship with me right now. Worship the Lord. God's good to you in this house. Come on, God's good to you in this house. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Psalm 145 and 9, in case you feel like you're excluded, said the Lord is good to all. In in case you're trying to find a loophole, uh, not me, all this, I've just done this, I've done that, and you don't know where I've been, don't care where you've been, don't need to know. The Lord knows that already. What I will tell you is this, is that the Lord is good to all. And let me tell you, and if you'll let him, he'll be real good. He'll be real good to you. Come on, somebody. Lest you may think that you look at someone who was just born into the church and never had a bad moment in his life, that ain't so. I know what it's like to live out in this world and and let this world live through you and use you up and do anything it wants to with you. But boy, I tell you, I know how, what it is to taste and see that the Lord is good. What a life it is. Let me tell you, the Lord, he was good to me then, I just didn't know it because I should have died many times over. Should have never lived to be the age I am today. But I'm so thankful that when he called into my darkness. The Bible says he calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That when the voice of the creator, the savior, the one that loved me most of all, just began to speak into that dark, dark place that I called life, he brought me out. One writer said, out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, the things that had me bogged down that were keeping me from moving, but he put me on a solid rock. The scripture says that Christ is our, our rock, our cornerstone, established my goings. He, he put me where I needed to be so I could walk right, talk right, act right, live right, and be with him one day. And he'll do it for anybody. We've, you've all heard people say, well, if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Well, that's the way it is. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. I'm thankful for him today. Give him one more hand clap today. <laughs> Praise God. What a great God. One verse of scripture while you're standing this morning again to all of our, our visitors and, and uh, returning family members who are here for a bit. We love you. Glad you're here. Honey, that was beautiful. Thank you. Love, love it. Love to hear her sing. Such an anointing. Thankful for it today. Pray for my son. He's in California and uh, he went to assist Brother Green and then found out last night at dinner they said hey by the way won't you preach the Spanish service today so <laughs> so yeah he, instant in season and out of season so he was he was having us run errands for him to because he didn't take any of his stuff with him he wasn't planning on speaking and uh, he is now so they're three hours behind us so they're, they're, they're in church just getting ready to start church and, and we're getting ready to finish church but uh, let's pray for them that God will have a great move for them. They've got three services today and then fly home. So long day for them. God bless them and keep them. Mark 11 and 24, if you have your Bibles, you want to follow along with us or either 
up on the screen today. One verse of scripture, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. They have just witnessed uh, the cursing of the fig tree and are amazed at how soon it has withered away after Jesus cursed it. The Lord told them, just have faith in God. But then he says, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Four things. Desire. Pray. Believe. Have. You can't miss any steps in the ingredients. But I want to talk about this today because it all starts with desire. My desire. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you today and thank you for your word. What a presence, Lord, we have felt to see your glory in this sanctuary today. Prayers that have been answered, lives that have been touched. God, only things that you can do and only things that you know, but we praise you for it. Bless us now to receive this word, to be blessed by it, to be changed. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise and a shout. Hey, there you go. There you go. I like that shout. You know, if you've never sat in church and, and lifted your voice as loud as you would at a, any other event, you should do that sometime. Because you'd just be right in place by doing it. Lift your voice like a trumpet is not... He didn't say... Whisper to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Oh, God, that was good. And you're awesome, Lord. Let me tell you, the Lord heals you. It's going to be more than thank you. <laughs> Willie, was you whispering when you come out of that car? No. <laughs> he was telling everybody about Romans 12. If you hadn't seen his testimony, you need to get on there and, and see that. He, he was in a head-on collision that was intentional, not by him, but the other driver was being chased by the police and made a statement. He said, I'm going to kill myself and somebody else with me. And uh, so he, when he tried to avoid him, the guy just went with him, head-on, about running about 100 miles an hour, man, just tore his truck. Plus, uh, he, well, here he sits. He ain't got no, no cuts, scratches. But just They couldn't believe it. They said, they was looking for a dead man. <laughs> he said, no, that's my truck, man. I love it. I, I see them people cut, roll up on that. Where's the dead guy? Oh, he's standing over there talking to the police. Uh, and when you come into church, you say, where's the dead man at? Oh, he's moving all over this building. He's touching. They rolled the stone over and thought they had him, but. Are oh, you talking about the man that was on the cross? Yeah. Oh, he's all over this room. <laughs> he, he was dead. He, well, that's, we'll, preach, we'll preach some more of that later on. But, you know, I'm thankful that God kept his hand on, on Brother Willie. We're so glad he did. And, man, what a powerful. He'll, he'll never forget that. that. That's a testimony. We got another head-on collision survivor back there, Brother Jason. You know, they thought. For sure, whoever was in that truck, there's no way. But oh, there's a way. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the way you survive the impossible. <laughs> I'm the way you get healed. 
Man, I, well, I'm just preaching all over the book today. Uh, but let me tell you, that's how it is. He's all over, all over it. My desire, I told Brother Peacock this morning, I said, I never read anything in Scripture. If I read the word desire, I immediately go to his dad singing that song, It's My Desire. That was, I, know, I don't know who wrote that, uh, but, but it was Johnny's song. Ain't no doubt about it. it did nobody sing it like Johnny Peacock? Now, I'm telling you, that man could sing that song, and uh, it'd give you a desire to live for God uh, when he would sing it, I tell you. Uh, he was so passionate about it, and you could just feel the emotion with it when he would sing and the anointing that would come with it. But my desire, that's where it starts. It's your desire. I'm telling you that your life will never go above what your desire is. Come on. It don't matter what it is. Uh, you know, if, if you want to play ball, but it's just something that you do, well, you'll be, you'll be average. But, man, if you want to be the best, you'll be out there practicing, hitting, running, throwing, learning all the ins and outs, and you'll be good. People will be picking you for their team. You know, you want to be a pro at something, you're going to put the hours in to do that if that's your desire. But listen, it, just because this salvation gift is free don't, don't mean we shouldn't have a desire for it. And if you want your walk for God to be like somebody in the Scripture, then you better have a desire because when you read about people in the book, they had a desire. They didn't just say, well, God, whatever you decide today, they went after it. They got, they got with it, and that's what Jesus was saying here. That whatever you desire, whatever you crave, uh, you have a strong feeling about something. Even in the, the word that's translated there, it means beg. You know, if you're begging for something, it's like, I've got to have it no matter what. If you're begging, that's, you, you, if I don't have this, I won't survive. People who begged in those days, they begged for money. They wanted, because they had, they had no way to make a living, so they begged so that they could stay alive. And so this desire is like, it's something so great, I've got to have it. See, we've, where's our level of desire at? You know, we've got to really crave this walk with God. It's got to be more than, whoo, boy, I love going in there on Sundays. I just feel goosebumps. And then just go on out the door and do whatever you want to do and don't even think about Jesus. Just, close, just, just shut Jesus into church. I'll be back next week. You know, no, he's got to be of what you desire. And he said, so when you desire, pray. When you pray, believe. And then you'll have. Desire, pray, believe, have. You're going to have these things. What is your desire? What is motivating you in your walk today? Because your actions will match your level of desire. Wanting is not desiring. A lot of people want to be better, but they don't do nothing about it. But when you desire something, you'll put the time in. When you desire to be better at prayer, then guess what? You'll show up for prayer. You'll take time for prayer. When you desire, one man said, I want to see your power like I have seen it in the sanctuary. Well, if that's your desire, then you'll go to church. You'll go where the Lord is moving. Where, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. You can feel the Lord anywhere, but there's something about gathering in the house of the Lord. You know, let me tell you, I'm, I can promise you that uh, a lot of people really are afraid to be back in the house of the Lord. They are. It's a fear that's on them, and that's why they're not here, and that's sad. But a lot of people are not here because they just don't desire to be. And Corona gave them the excuse to stay out. That's the truth. You might as well, might as well say it. And so uh, if you desire to be back in the house of the Lord, guess what? You'll go. You'll be there. Uh, there's got to be a desire. 
or we will never see. We're not going to see any miracles without desire. If we don't desire these things, let me tell you, maybe a better question or to us is this. Where's our level of desire at? You see, there was a woman had an issue of blood 12 years. Spent everything she had on doctors and was no better but was getting worse. Now, she didn't want to die. Her desire was to be made whole. Or she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She had faith. But guess what? It wasn't just as easy as speaking it. She said, he's in the middle of that crowd. We read that story last week talking about Jairus. We talked about that, how they were thronging him. There was people on top of people trying to touch Jesus, and she's got to get to him. And she got to him because it was her desire. I want to live, so I'm going to press through the crowd till I can touch the hem of his garment. When Bartimaeus was blind and begging, and he was sitting by the roadside, and he heard that Jesus was passing by, he stood up and began to cry out and to begin to scream and, and, and call out on him, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, hey, hey, shh. Hey, hush it up. I, I, which is strange to me because you know that crowd coming down the street was noisy. But they were like, hey, you, you're a beggar. You, I, listen, I ain't shutting up. I want to see. I've got, something, I've got a need. My, my, this is where my level of desire is at, that you can take a hike. I'm going to keep screaming. I'm gonna, he said he, did, he didn't get quiet. He got louder. And he cried even more. Jesus! Jesus! Can't see him now. Can't see him. Never seen him. But don't care. I have never seen him but I don't care. When I'm in trouble, Jesus! Hey, hey, you shouldn't be so... Hey, how about you hush? How about you? Shh. Because it ain't you that wants to see. It ain't you that's wanting this miracle. It's my desire to see Jesus move in my life. And if I have to roll across the floor, if I have to turn somersaults and cartwheels, if I have to lift my voice and scream and shout... Whatever I've got to do, because I'm motivated for a miracle, it's, I've got to desire it. i got to crave it. I can't go home the same as I can. I've got to be different when I get out of here. But if I come and sit, like Brother Arnold said, your, your statue impersonation ain't, it ain't impressing nobody. I didn't come to church to observe, to spectate. I come to participate. I entered into his gates and I came with thanksgiving. I entered into his courts with praise. You've heard me say it. If you come without thanksgiving or praise, you ain't even on his property. <laughs> you ain't even got in the door yet. Come on, somebody. You got to come in with some praise, some thanksgiving. Hey, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for, oh, hey, how's your week been? Oh, it stunk but I still come to praise him. You mean you didn't have a good, oh no, I got fired, my house burnt down, my dog died. It's been a terrible week. But what you doing at church? Well, I ain't going to take that out on God. <laughs> Job lost everything he had and he fell down and said, the Lord gave and the Lord takes away. He said, I ain't taking it out on God. Anything I got belongs to him. So why am I going to take it out on him? It's my desire. It's my desire. 
I want to be changed. I want to see other people changed. Why are you fasting? I got a desire. Why are you praying? I've got a desire. Why, why are you at church every time the doors open? I have a desire. It's not a fleeting fancy. It's not a hobby. It, listen, living for God is my passion, not my pastime. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of things that are just, uh, that's my past. That's what I do. But, you know, that's when I piddle. I don't piddle when I'm in here. Uh, you know what that means? Maybe some of y'all ain't old enough to know what that means or go far enough back, quit piddling. That means get busy, get a purpose, get going with something. We need to quit piddling in the house. And we need to come in praising and worshiping and seeking God and praying and listening to what the Spirit will say. We need to get a desire so we can see things change. We need to see something happen in the house of the Lord. Sometimes we, uh, we may have to do things uh, to see that desire happen. There was a, a great man in Scripture. Said he was a mighty man, a, a, a soldier, and uh, but he was a leper. Naaman was a leper, and they said, "Hey, you know, there's a man of God over there in Israel. So if you go see him, I believe he'd heal you. God heal you. Well, let's go see him." So he rides up with his company, all his servants. The man of God didn't even come out and see him. Sent his servants. Said, "Go tell him to dip seven times the Jordan River." Woo! It lit him up. Now, he had a desire to be healed. But when he heard that, he didn't like that. And so he's like, I thought at least he would come out, call on God, things would change. Fine, let's just go home. And his servants had to talk some sense into him. He said, look, if he'd have told you to do something big and great, you'd have went and done it. If he'd have said go kill 85 lions and bring back the skin, you'd have done that. But no, oh no, but all you got to do is step in. <laughs> Dip seven times. You know what, if we just come in and then step in. Just step in. So I actually seven times. Guess what, on time number five, it still looked the same. I bet he was just right. It wasn't even about it whether he believed it, he was obeying it. Went down six times. Still a leper. But when it come up number seven, well, you, can you see that? Yeah. It's the seventh time that counts. You may never know. You, you walked in here today. Well, this just might be the time that counts. Oh, I've been at church every service and nothing's happened. This just might be your time. If it's your desire. Is it your desire to be more than just warming up the seat for somebody else? Is it your desire to be doing something more than just killing time on Sunday? But is it your desire to see Jesus move in your life? Hey, I don't care how old or young. Hey, hey, young folks, kids. I know y'all got good teachers back there. They was telling me today how good their kids were doing in their classes today. I said, that's awesome, man. I'm glad for our kids' ministry. But you want to listen to your pastor for a minute. Get a desire while you're just a little kid. Get a desire right now to go to church to pray, to worship, to dance, to clap your hands. Get a desire as a child. Hey, mom and dad, uncle, aunt, teachers, church people, teach these kids to get a desire for Jesus. Don't make them dread going to the house of God. Because if you do, as soon as they can, they'll go. But if you teach them to love it, get a desire for it, honey. That'll be your next pastor. That'll be your next evangelist. That'll be your missionary. Come on. 
get a desire for it. But without that desire, nothing seems to happen. I read this scripture, or referenced it in our first service today, but Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And so what are you hungry for? And then what are you willing to do to get it? Uh, Could you be like guys that would tear the roof off a place just so they could get their friend healed? See, sometimes the desire is for somebody else. Uh, I know people that have fasted and prayed themselves down for family members and then saw God move and, and do a work. Uh, hey, I've seen, seen them pray and, and request prayer time and time again for loved ones that had walked away and them loved ones finally came home. And, but what are you willing to do to get it? What will your desire do for you? Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. That means you're as full as you can get. When you're filled, can't nothing else. God said, I'll give you so much you won't look for nothing else to go in. I'll fill you up so you might be like David, my cup's running over. But, but he said, there won't be room for nothing else if you'll just hunger and thirst for me. So we, we think, man, I'm, I'm hungry and thirsting after God and, and ain't nothing happening, man. You ain't, you ain't looking around. You ain't taking good inventory. Because when you hunger and thirst after God, when you desire a life with him, he's going to fill your life up and you won't want anything. That's why he told that woman, said, you drink this water from this well, you're going to thirst again. But if you'll take this living water, You'll never thirst again. Now, that doesn't mean she's not going to want water again. But he said, I'll kill the desire of this world, and you'll only desire me. Yeah. I, and I'm telling you, I know it works. Because ever since 1993, I have not desired anything else but him. I didn't desire to I quit working with that band. Uh, traveled with that band, working with them, and, and saw all the stuff that you can do with that. I, 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 no more, I didn't desire the drinking anymore, the drugs anymore, the, 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 all the fighting, the, all the things that I was, gone. No desire. I didn't, didn't wake up in the middle of the night saying, whoo, boy, I wish I had a, had a cold one right now. Hadn't wanted a cold one unless it was iced tea uh, or a ginger ale since 1993. Ain't, ain't no more uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, no, none of that stuff going on anymore. Ain't nobody ain't passing the bong around no more. Yeah, you didn't know your pastor knew about all that stuff, did you? Yeah, no, ain't nobody passing that stuff around no more. Hey, you want to hit this? No, the only thing I'm hitting is a softball. That's about it. It'll be no more of that because Jesus took the desire of that away, and I desired to please Him. I desired to live for Him. And let me tell you, he took the desire of this world away and replaced it with a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness. And he has not failed to feel that order. I was talking with someone this morning. The scripture talks about uh, how the prophet uh, prophesied and and told uh, the Shunammite woman that she would have a child. And she said, don't don't fool with me. Don't be lying to me now. uh, you know, I, I know my age, and I don't be playing tricks on me. No, I'm telling you, it's about time of life. It says she had that child, and one day that child got sick and died. And so she took the child and put it up on his bed. She, she didn't go dig a hole in the ground. She didn't go find a cave to lay him in and, and get him ready. She, she didn't have a funeral. She said, go and saddle that donkey. Let's mean you, the servant. We're going to hop on that thing. So she said, just take off and go. And where are we going? Just go. It'll be fine. 
And guess what? They ran right up on that man of God, brought him back to the house. God healed that child, and he gave him back alive because she desired the faith. She desired the miracle more than she desired the funeral. <laughs> you can have, hey, come on, you can have faith or you can have a funeral. Whatever it is, it's up to you. You can, you can bury your gift and let your gift die inside of you or you can desire to see God move in your life and God will. And let me tell you, she could have, she could have. She said, okay, I, I, I had him for a season. I enjoyed this, but, but no, she couldn't take that. She said, nope, uh, I've got this child. God gave me this child. I believe God will take care of this child. And she went after the man of God and got her miracle. That was her desire. When we... I, I just thought, I said, you know, she didn't know where she was going. But when you take off in faith, God will make up the difference. You hear me? When you just take off in faith, she didn't know where to go, didn't know where he was at. Let's just head toward somewhere where people might be. And it said that the prophet saw her coming. Hey, that looks like that Shunammite woman. Send his servants and go, go find out what's going on. God sees you when you start heading toward him. Yeah. Yeah, come on, somebody. That's good. That's good. Oh, I, I'm telling you, the Lord, I love it. That, that gives me hope knowing, I, hey, just, I ain't got to know where everything's at. I just need to take off in faith. And if I just walk by faith and not by sight, come on, God's going to come through. So uh, where's your level of desire at today? Paul wrote to one church. He said, you did run well. Who or what is hindering you now? What is stopping you? You used to, man, you were on fire, but what's hindering you? What, what is draining your level of desire? Don't let your trials and your tests kill your desire. Amen. When we came to God at the beginning, man, when we experienced that new birth, we was at every service, reading, praying, testifying, bringing people to church, worshiping God. We were hungry. We craved it. We desired more of God. But where's our level now? You know, I, especially a guy shouldn't be in this anyway. If you, I'm gonna have to pull your man card if this is true. But every guy in this building knows you got to check the oil in that car. Amen. Amen. Where's that level at? Now, yeah. girls, they, they don't. You, know, you women that do that, don't be offended. If, if that's cool, if your husband or somebody or a dad or somebody taught you to do that. But most time, a, a woman like, you got to put oil in that car. Yeah, you do. But a husband will take care of that. So that's, that's it. But you run a car and never check that oil level, it's going to get low. And it might run, but it ain't going to run as good as it could when that level's right. And you can run it so long that you're going to have some trouble. You can keep running until it gets so low that things lock up. Now, you got trouble, expensive a trouble. Uh, expensive a trouble. What is that? Expensive <laughs> trouble. Whew. Help me, Lord. Listen, we can't afford for our desire to drop off. We can't let our level of desire run. Though. Listen, I'm not saying you're not having trials and tests. That's going to be there. But what gets you through it is that desire. Do you desire to stay there? Do you desire to just be miserable? Oh, so what do you do? You cry. That's like I said earlier. You cry out to God in your distress. Why? Because I desire to get out of here. I desire to, to stay. Hey, Joseph was in prison, and he wanted out of prison. 
but he didn't let prison stop him from operating in the gift that God gave him. He interpreted the dreams and said, hey, when you get out, get me out. I don't want to be here. My desire is to be out of prison, but I'm not going to stop being faithful to God just because I'm in prison. I'm not going to stop being faithful to God just because everything didn't go my way this week or last week or last year. I'm going to keep on desiring what God wants me to have. Listen, I'm telling you, it starts with desire. If you desire to live for God, you can. If you desire for your life to be different, it can be different if you will desire it and believe it and seek it. Friend, you will have it. Paul, such a man, a great, uh, he might be listening. We were talking about this morning. I said, I wonder if, if people like Paul can sit up over the balcony of heaven and say, hey, that fellow's about to preach about me. I don't see what he says. Did I, did I really say that or not? He, won't, he wants to hear, but, but I love what Paul had to say in Philippians. And Paul uh, was talking in Philippians 3. He said, if people want to start boasting about who they are, then I can top them. I can beat them. If it's in the, in the flesh, they can't touch who I was. Man, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. I was more zealous of the traditions of my fathers than people a lot older than me. Man, I, I was after it and was persecuting the church. I was doing all kinds of, man, I'm telling you, I was in there. If you're looking at Pharisees, if you looked it up in the dictionary, it would say, see Paul. That's who I was. But then he said, in, started in verse number seven, he said, but what things were gain to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Whatever I was in this world, was not worth my walk with Christ. He said, yea, doubtless I count them or count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and I do count them but dung, that's, you know what that is, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain. I want to get somewhere until the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained or already perfect, but I follow after. I don't let things stop me from following Jesus. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended, of Christ Jesus, brethren. I count my, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul desired to live for Jesus. He said, not my past not my pedigree. There ain't nothing in this world that will keep me from pressing after Jesus. I have made mistakes, but I'm forgetting those things that are behind. I have made some messes. I've done some wrong. Okay, forget those things and keep reaching for Jesus. You got to desire it. Where's your desire at today? Is that how you feel? Come on. Is that, come on, saint. Is that how you feel today? Yeah. Jesus walked up on some guys that were fishing and said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They just dropped their nets and started following him. Is that how we feel today? 
that we'll just leave everything behind so he can make us something new, something different, something we've never heard of before. They didn't know what fishers of men meant. Peter had no idea at that point that one day he would be preaching the day of Pentecost. They had no idea. It wasn't on the schedule. Hey, let me go ahead and schedule it out about three and a half years, Peter. You'll be preaching. No, it wasn't on his calendar. Why are you following him? He's going to make us fishers of men. What's that mean? I don't know. That's why I'm following him. I don't know everything that Jesus is going to do in my life. That's why I follow him. So I can see. I'm, he ain't hey, he done with me yet. Is he done with you? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're like, oh, he he's, can't get no better than this. <laughs> yeah, you want them selfie people. I couldn't resist. I just couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Make them lips. Come on, somebody. What's your desire? If we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. I love folks that know scripture. If we, that means that you throw out a little handful of seed, well, you get a handful back. But when you bring that 100-pound bag of seed, I got to get a tractor and a spreader out here now. <laughs> That's the way I bring me one of them big tractors and a big thing. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> that holds seed and swings around like that and throws stuff everywhere. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, that's kind of, I want acres and acres of seed. <laughs> not, not, not just, you know what, I know we, li- we live in places and people, they grow gardens in these little boxes now. And that's like chic and cool and stuff uh, to have little boxes on your back porch and stuff and growing stuff. And then, hey, if that's all you can do, that's cool. You're still eating. No, no, but what I'm saying, in the scheme of my spiritual walk, I don't want a little planter box. I want pastures. I want fields. I want acres of blessings. I want to sow. I want enough for me and anybody else. I want to be able to be a blessing, not just for my home, but for anybody else. I want to sow seeds of faith, obedience, desire, and not just on Sunday and not just on holidays. Come on, somebody. Not just on camp meeting time. Yeah, not just conferences, but I want to every day. I don't want to live beneath my privilege. Just so I, I don't want to just get by. God gave some talents. One man said he'd bury his, but let me tell you, burying a talent is no talent at all. <laughs> Anybody can bury a talent, but take it, desire, a change. Those other guys were getting double. They were investing. They were working with it. They knew what God gave me can grow. And I don't want to ever get to this point that I as a child of God, morph into the I have to instead of I want to. I, I want to have desire, not just obligation. Some people feel like they, they, they serve God just out of obligation. If I don't go, people will talk. Hmm. Oh, no, but I want to go. I want to go to my father's house. 
I want to go to my Savior's house. I want to spend time with the Savior. I want to kneel down and talk to him. I want to feel his presence. I, I, I want to speak in that language that only he gives. I, I want the things of God in my life. And, and so, you know, when you desire it, you, you long for it. So, man, when you desire something, you just, oh, I can't wait to get it. I crave it. I, I got an appetite for it. A, 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 you know, it's just this yearning, something inside of me that I, I can't rest. I can't be uh, comfortable. I can't get complacent. I can't be satisfied until I have it. I've got to have it. The psalmist said in Psalm 73 and 25, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. See, the problem is that people are about half of this scripture. He's there, I'm here. I know he's there. He's up there watching. But you live in here. And Lord, where I live, where I walk, where I minister, where I am a light, there ain't nobody I desire beside you. I'm not just waiting to meet you one day. I'm not just waiting that, well, when I get ready to take my last breath, I know I'll see the Lord. I know you're there. But the Bible says he fills the heaven and the earth. So I know he's everywhere. But in this earth, where I live, breathe, fall, make mistakes, get things right every once in a while, in this place right here, Lord, there's still nothing that I desire. With all the things that are out there, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, there's still nothing that I desire more than you. Uh, let me tell you, you can make yourself into anything just about you want to in this world. There are people that start from nothing and become millionaires and billionaires and become famous and do, they do all kind of things. They start from, they go from rags to riches. You know, you, you can go and get educated. You can be a doctor, a lawyer. Man, you can be an astronaut. You can fly to the moon, whatever you want to do. Man, you can do it, but it takes desire. But with all that I could make myself in the natural, I still don't desire anything but him. I, and, hey, and you know what? Don't hang your head because you love the Lord. If people don't share your desire for that, that's okay. Right. Yeah, we have nothing about, you know, it'd be something you realize, well, boy, I really love. I just love football. I love football. Somebody go, I can't stand football. We have no, you know, when we go, whatever. I still love football. <laughs> We'd do it just to aggravate them. But if somebody goes, I just don't get all that church stuff. Okay. And we act like we can't talk about it no more because well, they don't like it. And I don't want to call, I don't want to ripple the water. I don't want to cause no waves. You know, I don't want, I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus because somebody don't like it. I ain't going to stop going to church because somebody don't like it. Come on, somebody. You would think people that could heal the sick and cast out devils and do things like those apostles were doing that people just couldn't wait to see them coming. <laughs> yeah, just so they could burn, burn them alive or boil them in oil. Yeah, come on down here. I got a rock. 
Paul said, I was stoned. I was whipped. Beat, locked up. It wasn't people, it wasn't, wasn't the welcome wagon. They had to go find where all them folks that wanted to see them were hiding at. Where's the church meeting at? You, you would think, man, people would love Jesus. He died for them. Coming back for them. I don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. Sad. But my desire is to be more like him. Our desire should be toward him. He's our source. Philippians 4.19 said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's our source. That's where my desire should be toward him. More than anything else, desire Jesus. Because, let me tell you, you are as close to him as you want to be. I'm getting ready to wind down. Don't worry. I really, I'm really desiring the Lord, are you? Because you're as close to God as you want to be. Scripture said, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. So if you ain't moving, maybe he ain't either. You're as close to God as you want to be. We, people get as close to God as they're comfortable with. I can have this level of God and nobody has to even know I'm a Christian. Yeah, I can have this level of God it won't get people upset in my home. I can have this level of God and my classmates won't tease me. You're as close to God as you want to be. But I want to be so close to him. He said the desire of Jesus now when he, before he left, he prayed. He said, I pray that we'll be one. As when he was talking to his father, he said, Father, I want to be one with them like I'm one with you. I want it to, us to be one. And so that's why he comes and lives inside of you. I want to be one with him. I want, I want to be so close to him that people say, you remind me of somebody. You, hey, you remind me of Jesus. You know, what a compliment. <laughs> what a compliment. But when spiritual appetites and actions decrease, it's a good bet that our desire is running low. When you stop praying, church can be, uh, if I make it or not, you need to check your level. Where's your desire at? Because desire will keep you going under the worst of conditions. Uh, I, I read something today in the front of one of my old Bibles. Brother Philip Fuller said this on a Sunday morning back in October of 2000, and I have referenced it many times in my own life, just uh, as I would read. I've got many quotes from different men of God that just said things that really stuck with me. But he said this years ago, and I've been living off of it for since that time. But he said, desire to serve and see Jesus will keep you going. Without desire, something from the world or something from your past will pull you away. I desire to keep on serving the Lord. I don't want anything to pull me away. I want to keep serving and living for the Lord. If I want to be like people in the Bible, then I've got to have a desire. If I want to be like David, I must desire like David. I want to... You know, in Hebrews it said they desired a better country. Well, if I'm getting to that country, I better desire it. 
and I better desire the things that will get me there. Honey, you can come to the music. In Psalm 63, verses 1 and 2, the psalmist said, O God, thou art my God, and early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. Listen where he's at, though. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. He said, I was in a place where there is a dry land, a thirsty land where there is no water. He's the fountain of living water. He said, I was in a place where God wasn't the focus. That's that's where we live today. We live in a world where people don't want. That's where you recognize the need for him is when you get in those places that he's not. But I can't live without him. And so he said, I'm in a place where there's, it's dry, it's thirsty, there's no water, but you are my God and I'm going to seek for you because I desire you. I want to see your power and your glory in this dry and thirsty land just like I've seen in the sanctuary. That's desire. Friend, if I am an addict, I'm an addict to God. <laughs> if I'm an addict at all, then I'm addicted to the Holy Ghost. I'm addicted to the things of the Lord. I, I can't go without him. I need him. It's not, you know, people that are addicted to things, they're like, I, I can't go without it. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to make it. I got to have it. That's the way we ought to be with him. I can't live without him. I don't want to live without him. I'm addicted to him. I, I crave him. I crave his presence. Not just church, but when I leave. I don't come to church. We've said this, people have said this in times past, but you be careful about that. This is not where you come to get a fix until you can get the next one. It's not a Sunday to Sunday fix. I come in here for him to fix me so that I can live with him every day of the week power and glory in my everyday life but I'll never rise above my level of desire and that's one of the saddest places to be to know that you could be more but you're not simply because you don't desire it stand with me this morning it is our desire and what we do that determines our satisfaction it's not his resource hear me now Listen to what I'm fixing to say. It is our desire and what we do that will determine our satisfaction, not his resource. He has the supply. But we can can live right close to the supply and never partake of it. The story of the prodigal son the elder brother was upset that his father was throwing a, a party, killing the fatted calf, celebrating the return of this prodigal that had wasted his living, would ride his living. And the father came out and said, All that I have is yours. You're always with me. It's here for the taking. 
So it's not the resource. He said, but you never asked for a party. You never said, hey, let's have a party. Can I bring, invite my friends over and, and have some? Can I do that? Sure. But he never asked because his desire wasn't there. Psalm 27 and 4 said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. One thing I have desired, and that will I seek after. It's not enough to just desire it. You've got to seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Not just sitting on my desire. A decision has to be made and then followed up. You make a decision, then you follow it up. That's desire. That's how you get your desire. Psalm 37 and 4, Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So don't let anything stop your desire today. I, I don't know what you, we fixed to open this altar, and I don't know what it is maybe you're desiring, but I'm telling you, it can be met today. It can be met today. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost, well, if you desire it, you can have it today. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you desire it, water's ready. You can have it today. If you don't know the Savior like you should, if you've never even prayed a prayer of repentance, saw after that new birth, well, you can have it today if that's your desire. Don't let anything stop your desire. Be like Bartimaeus. Keep crying out until Jesus stops and gives you what you need. Jesus had the resource. Bartimaeus obtained it because he desired it. Don't let it pass you by. So where's your motivation at today? Are you okay just where you are? Yeah, I'll get by. I don't want to just get by. He said I'm supposed to be above only and not beneath. I don't want to just get by. We're supposed to be the head, not the tail. I don't want to just get by. I want everything that Jesus has for me. That's what I desire. Some people say, well, I'm not hard to please. Okay, but you can talk yourself, your level of desire down by saying things like that. I want everything that Jesus has for me. Don't let your desire diminish. So while she's playing this morning, I want to open these altars and invite you. Come find your desires today in the altar. Don't let your desire diminish today, but come and let God bless you in this, in this altar today. He can bless you. He can save you. He can help you today.
God, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I don't think the Lord's quite done yet. Why don't we stand together? We're going to pray one more time together. But if you're standing and you're out, if you'd stretch your hands this way for those that are praying in the altar and those that are standing here, God, give them the desire. Give them the desires of their heart. Come on, would you lift your voice and begin to pray one more time? Come on. One more time. One more push. Don't let them leave like they came, Lord. Give them the desires of their heart, Jesus. Come on, you got one more push. One more push in you. You got one more push in you. One more. Give him a hand clap. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord still moving in this altar. Come on, the Holy Ghost still moving in this altar. Those that are praying, just keep on praying. Spirit of the Lord's moving in this house. We're going to let him keep moving. Come on, let's keep praying. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's keep on praying for a moment. Those that are in the altar right now, the Spirit of the Lord's still moving right here in this altar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Come on. Where's your desire at? 
Where is your desire? Ah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Listen, we'll get lunch in a little bit. We'll do whatever we need to do in a little bit, but what's your desire in here today? We got one service on Sunday. I come to have church. I come to see people get the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody's desire. Somebody's getting what they need from the Lord. Come on. Come on, feel free to step out. Don't step out and pray with somebody. Let the anointing move in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I know. Look, I know some people's got appointments. You got things you got to do. If you if you have to go today, you can. That'll be fine. But those that are praying, we're gonna stay and pray and see God move in this place. If you got a desire for something else, is hey, altar space is opened up. Come on and find you a place to pray. But let's don't leave without letting God have His way. Come on, let's don't leave without God doing what He wants to do. step out all you have to do is step out in faith there is emotional healing in this place right now the Holy Ghost is sweeping through this room right now from one side to the other it's not just over here it's over here because an angel is over here that's what's happening over here right now but if you really want God to move in your life I want you to step out and I want you to walk forward I want you to allow God to move in your life. There is very real miracles in this place right now. And all we have to do is step out. And if you step out in faith, you won't be alone. So right now, why don't you lift your hands and why don't you step out in the aisle? Why don't you come on down here and let God move? Let him do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. somebody to pray with you you won't be alone come on somebody reach out in faith right now come on y'all pray for some of these that are coming down front right now 
Come on, somebody. Let's help them. Let God have his way. Yeah. Hallelujah. We trust you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Yeah, yes. Ooh. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord.
Come on, don't miss your time. Don't miss your time. The scripture says that Israel missed out on a lot because they didn't recognize the time of their visitation. They didn't re realize that, man, it was the Savior, it was the King. He was right here in our presence and we never knew it. But when people like Bartimaeus knew he was coming, they cried out. When people with the issue of blood knew it, they pressed through the crowd. When lepers knew he was in the vicinity, they came and fell down before him. And when people had folks that were sick and dying, they called for him and said, Come on, come by my house, come to my place. Let me tell you, the Lord's here for you today. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss the time of this visitation. Don't, don't leave here without him today. Let him bless you real good. Come on, one more time together. Let's lift our hands while the Lord's in this place. While the Lord's in this place, lift your hands together one more time. And when you lift your hands, I want you to believe that the Lord's about to touch you. That this is your time. This is your time. This is your time. Come on, it ain't an accident that you're here. Can't you see him working He's working. Don't just sing it, but get it. Don't just sing it, get it. Get your blessing. Reach up, get that blessing today. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am. Woo! Get a blessing from the Lord of this house. Amen. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed in the house today? Have you been blessed in this house today? Hallelujah. Have you been blessed in this house today? Ma, 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 ma. 
tell you, I'm glad I got the blessings of the Lord in my life. The Bible says there's a, a time of refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. Anybody feel refreshed in this house today? Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, sir. I'm thankful for the refreshing spirit of the Lord. Come on, give him one more hand clap and a shout of praise. God bless you. Thank you. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful for the spirit of the Lord in this house today. And I'm thankful for what God's doing. Don't let your desire wane. Don't let it keep that desire going. Stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Serve the Lord with gladness. And friend, and believe him in whatsoever things you desire. Believe it. Pray, believe, receive it. Come on. In Jesus' name. Amen. I hope to see you at prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great time. God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.